Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Joining I and Mr. Hunter, it's one of Johnson County's most eligible bachelors, Pat Hardy from <laughs> HartFanatic.com. What about Hunter? <laughs> He's given up. Yeah, I've, I've withdrawn my, my, my name from competition. <laughs> Who says I haven't? <laughs> One thing I know is when you hit about 40 and you're living in a college town, it can be humbling. It makes you feel very old, very fast. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. It was cool to see that uh, celebration of graduates yesterday. Um, you know, they took a little time to wave to the Stead Family Children's Hospital. And, you know, they did something that actually felt like a, an actual graduation. I know all the yeah. colleges did their stuff virtually, but it was neat to see, um, you know, all the graduates in their caps and gowns uh, and their families there at Kinnick. And hopefully next year we can do it like we normally do. Well, that is how they normally do it at Kinnick. And so is the traffic jam. It took a half an hour to get out of the parking lot because <laughs> the baseball game ended right about the same time as all. Oh. It was just a cluster. <laughs> and then once I finally figured out the best way to go was a different, there was one, I literally sat there for 15 minutes, nothing. It was just cars everywhere. And then when I went and decided to go up towards Milrose, but then you couldn't take a left on Milrose to head toward downtown. You had to go back out toward Coralville because they had it all. It was just I've, uh, traffic gridlock. And it was sort of neat because I hadn't been through that for a while. I mean, it was like, <laughs> but, man, it was neat for a few minutes. It got really annoying because I think they should have had some type of traffic director or something on that street separating the baseball field in the parking lot because it was complete cluster. People were getting frustrated. I can imagine. Because you had all the graduation people leaving at the same. There was a good crowd for baseball, too, and it was a mess. Yeah, it was senior day, and it was their last home game of the regular season. Um, didn't turn out too good for the Hawkeyes, but uh, they won eight of their last ten weekends. So, I mean, uh, yeah. they, they got That was coming. costly, though. That uh, Yeah, definitely. This one, if they don't make the tournament, they could come back and looking at this loss. Now, I mean, they have to probably win the last six, but who knows? I mean, it's going to be an uphill climb now. Softball finished fourth, did not make it. They only took three teams, which looked like was going to probably be the case. I saw Iowa State softball made the tournament for the first time since 1988. Wow. I didn't realize Iowa State was even having a surge in softball, but congratulations to them. But Iowa softball, I think they finished 26-18, and 18, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. That's eight games over 500. They won that's, eight of their last 10. That's I mean, respectable. They got a lot to build on. It would have been nice making the tournament, but there was a gap between three and four. Northwestern, Michigan, and um, Minnesota were the three Big Ten teams to make it. Now, but let's um, – Iowa men's track 
won their third Big Ten title in the last two years since the spring of 2019. They won two outdoor titles and Big Ten indoor titles this past February. Now, obviously, they didn't have anything in 2020, but that's three Big Ten titles in two years. So I think it's safe to say that Joey Woody's got something really special going on with the men's program, and the women aren't far behind. They finished fourth, and we're going to have Joey on at 10 o'clock today. And then at 10.30, we're going to have Lanji Tusaga on, who became the first four-time champion, Big Ten outdoor champion in program history. She won the discus yesterday. We've had Lanji on before. It's long, I was going, Chris Brewer from Iowa Sports Information was helping me with the pronunciation. It's, it's like L-A-W-N-G-E, Lanji, and then last name is Tusaga. So just so you guys are prepared. Okay, so it, it, although the first name looks like the last name, it's Lanji? It's Lanji. Okay. That's how she pronounces the is how the first name is pronounced according to Iowa. So yeah, he, he, when he did the pronunciation guide thing for me, he spelled it out L A W N dash G E E. Okay. And an emphasis on the G on the G. So Lanji and Tusaga and we've had her on before and yeah. she was good. I mean she was um she was very comfortable on the air and she's incredible. I mean and they had a lot of individual performances. Jalen how do you pronounce his name? I don't want to mispronounce his name, but he just blazed to the victory in the Huntend Hurdles. I will look his name up. I mean, he ran the second fastest time in the country this year. And it's just incredible what they are doing in track and field right now. Yeah, they had 19. Between the men and women, 19 gold, 19 medals. Yeah, that's pretty great. The men won their title by 33 points, 127.5 points. The women had 75 points, finished fourth. So, yeah, Iowa track and field, men and women, is really soaring right now. And. Well, we had Joey on advancing the meet, and they went in as the team to beat, and they lived up to their billing. I mean, they basically, they produced, they delivered. So did the women only have two days of competition? That I don't know. That's a Karn question. Okay. I don't know. Cause... Um, <laughs> um, I, I don't know, but who cares at this stage? I, I, I don't know. Because they only had 17 points uh, going into Sunday, and the leader only had 34, so I uh, it seemed like they didn't hardly have any events on Friday or Saturday. Well, the men had what forty six points going into the men yeah. had. So I think maybe the success was more spread out from more more teams. I don't know, but I don't I don't think there's a big difference in how many events they do. But uh-huh. but the um, but yeah, the women finishing fourth. That's I mean it's easy to overlook that with the men, but both of them are, are solid performances. And um, now, but like Joey says, he wants more. He wants to make a mark at the NCAA meet, and that's. That's a whole different monster than the Big Ten meet, and they'll have a chance here in a couple weeks. Yep, May 27th through the 29th in College Station, Texas. Nice and warm. Yeah, (laughs) hopefully. Probably late May. It shouldn't. I mean, God, this is the coldest May I can remember. where my niece lives. Is that right? Yeah. Texas A&M. This is the coldest May I can remember for quite some time. She's a professor at Texas A&M. Well, we got rain, and uh, by the time the weekends, we'll be in the 80s. So. Well, next weekend it's supposed to be in the 80s? Yep. Yep. With rain. Yeah, see, I'm not ready. Well, well, actually, it hits 80 Wednesday, and then low 80s Thursday and Friday, and mid 80s Saturday and Sunday. And with rain for a lot of the week? Yeah, every yeah, day. So we're going to have a <laughs> chance every day. A yeah. lot of humidity, and I'll tell you what, stuff, stuff is green. We can't, this yeah, is the greenest time of year, but man, my grass already needs mowed again, and it was mowed on, sa- it was mowed on Saturday. <laughs> Memorial Day, it'll be 120 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be no no extended spring. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, you there really is. We go from the 50s yeah. usually to the 80s. Yeah, and that's kind of what. But I'm sick of the 50s. I mean, it was. I went over to baseball on Saturday and it was cold. I wore shorts and I shouldn't have. It was colder than I thought. And 
yesterday was okay, other than the result. I, I mean, it was a that was a not a good weekend for Iowa baseball. But um, you just got to learn from it and move on. Like Rick said, you just baseball's a weird game. Yeah. It can humble you, and just when you think you got everything under control, the game rises up and says, "Not so fast." Yeah, he doesn't make excuses. He just go. They just beat us. They did. <laughs> They had a lot of C and I singles. Yeah, a ton of them. Actually, but that's baseball. I mean, yep. that's just what happens. I mean, and Iowa had a couple long balls that basically were just long outs, and it was just one of those things. But Illinois played well. Their pitchers pitched well. They played good defense. They hit, and that's about it. They ran the bases well, and they just beat them. It's not like Iowa just gave away these games. Illinois came and took them. Yep. So they'll be on the Big Ten Network on Friday. Uh, but then the, against Northwestern, they hope yeah. right now Northwestern canceled its game Sunday due to COVID. Really? So that stuff's all up in the air. Oh, Rick geez. didn't Rick didn't have any answers yesterday. He was going to look into it. They'll 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 have some information for us at some point early this week. I mean, it sounds like Northwestern only had 18 available players for Sunday's game and hardly any pitchers due to COVID stuff. So, like I said, COVID's not over. No, it definitely isn't. I mean, I know there were people, they weren't allowing into the game yesterday because they didn't bring their mask. Really? You still have to have masks to get into most pl- I mean, I, Panera, like I said, I went to Panera yesterday, and I didn't have my mask. I left it in the car, and there's still a big sign there that says to gain entrance, so I went back and got it. And But the, a couple of people seemed pissed. I, it doesn't sound like they even brought their mask with them, just assumed that they were going to be able to get in. But still, there's, Iowa's still asking you to gain entrance. They're still making you wear a mask. Yep, that's good. And Hello. Hello. Uh, but I noticed that once the people got into the baseball game, very few of them kept their masks on. Well, even I, I mean, I, once I got in, I, and I'm standing by myself down the right corner line, I took mine, I put it down over my, around my neck. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes you just got to use common sense. I just kept mine on the whole time. And you can do that too. I mean, especially when you around a bunch of people. There's no social well, yeah, you sit up where I sit. Hear, and then people get popcorn. They pass it all around. I give I up. Germ box galore. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought um, <clears throat> Illinois hits were going where they wanted them, and Iowa's hits just weren't going anywhere. So. Um, <clears throat> poor, poor Iowa. I was hoping that, but I don't know. Do you think they have a chance of getting in? I would guess no at this stage. I mean, if they win six out of six, who knows? But I, I think they had to win all three series. But it's all speculation right now. But well, and I know they were talking in softball about they thought Illinois would be the uh, fourth team in, but Iowa killed them on that chance. Mm-hmm. And Iowa just didn't have enough. There was a gap between yeah, three and four. They, they started the season out too slow. Yep. But that was, you know, that was too bad. I thought that was pretty good. Do you think they this that wasn't this isn't this the only commencement they've ever had over in Kinnick? I have no idea. I think, and I think they were lucky because the day really didn't look all that great. It could have rained, but it didn't. Yeah, normally they have them at Carver. Or, they always, um, they've always had them at Carver or Hampshire. Yeah, and then like they've had them at the Marriott and Coralville before, some of the smaller yeah, colleges. I think probably because of COVID, they wanted it outside. So that's why they had it over there. But I thought they were lucky it didn't rain because it certainly didn't look all that great yesterday. I don't think the sun ever came out, did it? I don't think so. No. So I thought they were they were pretty lucky. But I didn't get in. I got out of that baseball game, and I was able to hurry up and get out of there and go down and see the end of the um, softball game. 
So um, I don't know what traffic you got into, Pat, but I didn't have any trouble. Well, your the stuff hadn't ended by the time you left. I had a half an hour after the game doing post game, and when oh, I got okay. done doing all that stuff, okay. the event at Car- at Kinnick had just ended. So we were all leaving at the same time, and it was a cluster. Yeah, uh-huh. had I been fortunate enough to be able to leave right after the game, I probably would have been able to beat the crowd. But by the time we interviewed Rick and Trenton Wallace, the graduation ceremony was letting out at Kinnick. Well, it was letting out when we got out, but it was just letting out, so there weren't that many people out there yet, and I just managed to beat them out of there, so that was lucky. <laughs> yeah, no, it was literally, I, I didn't move for 15 minutes. But I was real happy to see that the women were, the softball team was able to get up to fourth. That's pretty good, considering what's been going on. Yeah, without question. <laughs> so, so maybe next year. Yep. Anyway, you guys have a good day. You too, Card. Bye. We had had a visitation that we went to yesterday, and then we went uh, afterward to uh, uh, the Vine, and it was pretty much traffic was was a lot of traffic. (laughs) I would imagine coming out of there. Oh, yeah. I mean, Melrose, from when you turn right out of Kinnick up to the – to the light at the top of the hill was bumper to bumper. I mean, it was just bumper to But like I said, I was in the worst 20-minute time window. Had I been 20 minutes later, or I probably would have beat everything, but I wasn't. We got yeah. we got spoiled this last year and a half not having to deal with that traffic coming out of Carver or, or Kinnick, uh, especially the basketball and wrestling meets and stuff like that. Um, it, it'll be... It'll be a pleasant uh, distraction and a pleasant frustration when it happens again, um, hopefully this fall. I know they're still, what are they at What with capacity right now? Like 60%? Are 50. They 50? 50 from, yeah. I think that's what Big Ten is right now. Yeah. So. And, but I think it's going to go up. I think you're right. Now, this, like with Northwestern base, that doesn't help. Stuff like that doesn't help. I mean, if there's clusters of this stuff that's, and like I said, it's going to come down to how many people are vaccinated by July and August, and I still don't think, I think we're going to hit a level, and then I just think it's going to start spinning its wheels because I think there's about a fourth of this country that just will not get vaccinated. Well, well there'll be a fourth of the country that drops over. Well, they, um, yeah, and they, they say that, uh, you know, they're expecting small outbreaks. And they're uh, expecting it to uh, go up again just, you know, during the flu season. Uh, well, yeah, we're going to all have to get vaccinated again next year. COVID, yeah. I think you think right. it'll always be free? Well, I mean... Well, the flu shot's free. Is it free pretty much every year, yeah. the flu shot? Yeah. I guess yeah. it is, now that I think about yeah. it, yeah. And then, yeah, I don't think my... I don't think you even have to make a co-payment with your insurance, do you, or anything? No, no. No, no so... No. So, yeah, but no, we'll have to get shots again, but there's just going to be some people that don't vaccinate, and unfortunately, that will impact what we do as far as numbers and participation and stuff like that. It's, you know they're going to consider that stuff. Yeah, once uh, f- uh, flu and cold season starts, my mask is going to be on in every public setting because, boy, it just was so refreshing not to deal with that. But to argue about wearing a mask right now, I, yes. I just don't get it. I mean, what's Why that? Are you, what, what difference does did it make if that, somebody's wearing a mask? That idiot Ricky Schroeder. Do you see what he yes. did to the Costco? Oh, my God. I'll give that Costco person credit. If that would have been me, I think I would have headbutted him. <laughs> He's gone off he his He looks nuts. odd, too. He, well, I mean, he, he, being out of work for since 1990 will do that to you, won't it? Well, he, yeah, but he is, I mean. What was that, Silver Spoons? Is that the show? And then he was in <laughs> NYPD Blue a couple seasons, and they didn't like him. 
His best movie was Champ when he was a little kid. Yeah. yeah. That was a great movie. With, with another nutball, John Voight. Yeah, but that still yeah. was, that shows you two nutballs put out a pretty good movie. Hello. Hey, good morning, guys. Chris Lehman. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hawkeye softball. It was a roller coaster ride yesterday. Um, the Hawks ended up taking three of three of the four games from Illinois, thinking that would propel them into the NCAA tournament. A uh, uh, bunch of parents and after the game uh, went to sports column. We watched the show, and what a disappointment! Um, yeah, it was it was a rough day. Um, girls, I can't imagine what the team went through. They were in a room uh, waiting to be watching the selection show with the camera on them, and that excitement just didn't happen. I think it's going to have to wait another year. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, it, it really is. It, and yeah. So do you, do you get a feel for how close Iowa was? I mean, you always hear about teams on the bubble. I mean, what were you guys hearing? Well, as we were watching it, and they kept, you know, Michigan – uh, Michigan the 16 seed and didn't even get to host. So once we got to that last couple brackets, we kind of had a feeling that uh, we weren't going to get in. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's I think it's uh, repercussions of the Big Ten making their decision with no you know only Big Ten teams and no Big Ten tournament. It just kind of handcuffed us in and you know they didn't know how we do against other competition. And I think it. Yeah, and I do think some of the warm weather schools get the benefit of the doubt, and some of it's deserved over the years they've been. The Big Ten rarely gets more than three teams in the tournament, three, sometimes four. So it was tough, but like I said, now you make the next step and you're in. I just got to – I still think that series at Wisconsin was the killer. Yes, yeah, that was – What would you guys lose, three out of four? There there are several factors that, you know – Nebraska is a lot better team than they showed when they came here because they were missing some girls because disciplinary reasons. But that we thought that really helped us, you know, position ourselves. And then um, at this point, I don't even think if we would have swept Illinois, we would have got. It doesn't look like it. No. Are you surprised that Iowa State got in? Were you guys? Do you pay any attention to them? Oh, very. Yes. What was their record? Yep. What was their record? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head, but uh, they really struggled against. uh, the better teams in the Big Twelve. So you think? I think the Big Twelve has probably more of a reputation for softball than the Big Ten. But I'm just speculating. But but no, they got something to build on now. They've got a chip on their shoulder, but they also have success. So they got a lot of momentum going into the off season. Now, do you know is everyone coming back? I mean, even the seniors could come back next year if they want to. I mean, what do you know? Our, our our pitching staff, um, Lauren Shaw is done. Elson Ducey's done. Sarah has two more years of eligibility. Okay, but she grad, but she graduated and is still contemplating her future. Okay, so she may come back. Athletic wise, she may come back. There's, there's a possibility. It's still up in the air at this. So point. if she doesn't come back, um, what does she just? Are, she just start moving on with her life with start working, joining the workforce. Yeah, she's looking. She's looking at graduate school. Okay, and not sure if it's going to be at Iowa or or where that might be. But okay, um, that door's still open. Uh, we I've heard they brought their recruited I think five or six pitchers coming in. That's what they're um, gonna need to do, sure. Denali Lockers Denali Locker also pitches who's um, you know, she was your athlete of the week mm-hmm. one week and mm-hmm. uh I tell you what, yesterday was the first time that we actually relinquished you know, gave up a lead, took the lead, relinquished it and, and came back. I, I just was thoroughly impressed with our fight. Uh Grace Baines had a two run homer that mm-hmm. just cleared the fence and you know, it 
we thought it was going to get us in, but uh, ultimately, I think the Big Ten's setup didn't didn't allow us to get in. So yeah, it probably didn't but help. You're, but you're right, Pat. That that Wisconsin series was really hurt us. That was the one you lost three out of four, and you had momentum going up there. I remember we had Renee on that week, the Monday of yes. that week, yep. and then yeah, just that that one. I think if you could have reversed that and won three out of those four, I think you'd maybe possibly be in. But I think a lot of it, too, was just the misfortune of being the Big Ten's fourth team. I think this was as much about the Big Ten as it was about Iowa softball. Yeah, Uh, Iowa State was 32-21. and They weren't, like, impressively better. No, but I think the Big 12 has more weight than the Big Ten. You're right about that. I think it does. So. But no, like I said, Chris, a lot of momentum. They can, they've got reason to be happy about what they did, but also a chip on their shoulder. That, to me, that could be good yep. off-season attitude to build on. Yep, I'm looking forward to seeing how they do next year. But just wanted to touch base. All with right, you thanks, guys. Chris. Thank appreciate you for all it. your coverage. And yep, thanks, Pre- guys. Guys, thanks. Appreciate your help. Yeah, yeah, he's been a a good uh, good source of information for the this mm-hmm. whole season. And it's interesting. His daughter, she's got two years of playing, but she may just move on and. Pursue her academics. I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a no lose situation. Hello. You know, guys, I'm gonna miss. Okay. Is that that guy again? Yeah. <laughs> Man, you you don't he got what three words in? You know, guys, I'm going to miss. Yeah. Boom, gone. <laughs> yeah. Gone. Bam. You're the gatekeeper, aren't you, Captain? Yes, I am. The screener. <laughs> I'm the screener. I'm the gatekeeper. I, I'm the guy that's uh, uh, pressing charges against the guy for interference of business. And uh, well, they, they could find it. The, they, they in could... the coming month, he will uh, find out that I wasn't bluffing. Mm. And won't he face a fine? Uh, we're going for uh, twenty thousand dollars, or twenty years in jail. No, there'll be no <laughs> jail. It's a, it's a civil thing, but we'll. That's what we're going for. No, see, I never recognize it. Although you take his calls a lot more, obviously. I mean, well, there's something wrong with him, and I understand well, that. And you know, and but you know, you can only say there's something wrong with him so many times and humor him for so long, and then either the family does something with him or do we uh, know age of this individual? I don't. If you had know. to guess, are you I, thinking somewhere between twenty and forty? I got phone number. I got carrier. That's all I. Okay. You know, well, I let's got no name. Hell, he's probably enjoying the fact that we're talking about him right now. Oh, sure. Should we, should we just <laughs> we we should just move on, yeah. but. But no, I feel bad for Iowa softball. But no, that was Iowa State benefits from being in a, a conference that's considered better for softball. Mm-hmm. And um, but like I said, this could be a lot of momentum, a lot of reason to build on the off season, and that's when a lot of championships. That's when you start winning them is during the off season. But they got a lot of momentum right now, and this program has come a long way in a short time under Renee. Absolutely. And. But, yeah, just kind of a depressing weekend for softball and baseball both. But then track, obviously, kind of gives you the other end of the emotional spectrum by winning, like I said, three titles in two years. I just never thought I would say that about that. Well, about really any Iowa program besides maybe wrestling. Yeah. You know, I mean, and track's different because you can win two titles in two because they have indoor and outdoor. But, I mean, it's just amazing what Joey and all the people over there are doing and I mean, like I said, I made sure when I wrote my column today, I brought up, you got to mention Larry Wazork. He's the one who hired Joey. He's also the one who led him to a Big Ten title in 2011. So this is their fourth Big Ten title since 2011. And that's, and we're talking about a track program that went decades without winning anything. Yeah, this is the first time they won indoor and outdoor Twitter. since 1963. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, the Stones were just getting going. <laughs> yeah. Weren't they? <laughs> yep. 
They yeah. still they were dating people. They were they were the dating. same age as the people they're dating now. Yes, <laughs> I thought you were going to say they were dating people born in the fifties. <laughs> well, uh, Charlie Watt. <laughs> hey, Charlie Watts has been married to the same woman. I know. For... Was she born in? The... He's eighty. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's. I think. They're about. They yeah, couldn't be born in the 50s. I was joking because if it's 1963, and even if you were born in 1950, you're 13. Right. I was pushing that narrative again, Captain, you know, at the expense but of But I the think stuff. she was, I, I, I think she's she probably born in the 40s. I don't know. Would yeah. be my guess. If she's she's not born, too much younger. There's no than, way she could be born in the 50s. She's not too much younger than Charlie Watts. Charlie Watts was born in like 1941, I think. Because if it's 1963 when the Stones started and they're dating someone who was born in 1950, that person would be 13. Yeah, that would be bad. That would I don't think even the, the we we joke about the Stones, They've but been I don't married think married 54 years. I don't think they're I don't think they're lawbreakers in that sense. Yep. They got married in 1964. She's older than him. No kidding. <laughs> what year was she born? Uh, 38. Wow. She's older than 82. Jim. She's older than, man, the wife of the Stones drummer is 82. Think about that. <laughs> God damn. Oh, let's be nice now. She's only, she's only 80. Yeah, she is 82. <laughs> wow. Wow. Charlie, what does she have to talk about? With the, the other wives? The Stones wives, yeah. Nothing. Think about that. She's talking to someone who's like 24. <laughs> yeah. She's still pretty good looking for her age, too. Hello. Hello. I like the fact that Charlie Watts collects cars but does not know how to drive. Really? Yeah, he's got a garage full of antique cars. And, he and, they're, go- and they're, they're great. Yeah, and I mean, they're gorgeous Doesn't cars. know how to drive. What was that, what was that call? I don't know. I think that's that guy again? Now I'm Probably, starting to get pissed. You know. <laughs> he better not call in when we have guests on. Well, he can't. Oh, no, because you'll have the line... I, yeah, yeah I, he'll be and the, I the, screen everything. He's a gatekeeper. When we have this. guests on, I screen everything. Yeah. <laughs> and because um, yeah, I told him the to call. I gave them the sixteen thirty number to call but into. She's yeah. What's she gonna talk? What would she talk to the other Stone's wife about? I that would be a. How why is it mixed? Like how was school eight? today? That's like forty eight or. What'd you do during recess? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, you get, clean up your room. <laughs> <laughs> she talks to him about the birds and the bees. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a reason that you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't the Stones going to tour again this? There's talk about it, but nothing's been uh, been finalized. Weren't they going to tour before the... Oh, yeah, they were all set to, yeah. to tour again. But they're, unlike uh, Van Morrison and, and uh, Clapton, they're not real. I mean, they're, you know, they're cautious of their health. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, they've got lots of money. Yeah, Mick, Jagger came out, Mick Jagger came out and said, you know, I'm not playing around with this stuff. Right. He Mick said, Jagger well, also looks like he hasn't eaten a square meal in like yeah. three weeks, doesn't he? <laughs> he always or, looks or, emaciated. But if you yeah. think about it, think about how many calories he burns during a concert. Sure. He, uh, I think they said he does, does about three or four miles. Oh, I figured it would be more than that. Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing how much he moves around during a concert. And But, yeah, you were talking. I, that made me think I went on my walk yesterday, and I, my last two days I've had my, my little – me time was scratch the cat. Now when he sees me coming down Lukirk Drive, he literally, when he gets off the little bench they have in there, when he sees my red jacket, 
he literally gets up, stretches, and then comes running. I don't even have to say his name anymore. He sees me coming and just comes running out, comes right out there, lays down, meows until I pet him. And then I'd like yesterday I pet him for maybe three, four minutes. The sad part is leaving because you get ready to leave, and then he starts meowing when you're leaving. Aww. You turn around, and he's just sitting there like, where are you going, dude? <laughs> you but, know, and they can see... It's it's like an old wives' tale or something that they're blind, they're colorblind. They can. Oh, see, I think he sees my jacket. No, they can see colors. It's just they don't see them the same way we do, but they do see colors. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be a a more muted uh, red, but they they still can differentiate. Because until recently, I would have to say, "Hey, scratch." Then he would get up. Now, like I said, when he. He sees me coming, boom, he comes out there. and it's He probably a, heard you were missing him. So he's, I was. I was. <laughs> he's halfway through my walk, and he, it's, just, it's just neat. I don't have a pet right now, and I just, it's just kind of a neat little thing to see Scratch there uh, uh, during the walk. And, and it's just like I said, I've never had any interaction with a cat before. I've never really had any cat. My sisters had cats. None of them liked me. I didn't like them. And, um, <laughs> well, the, cats as a rule are not real social animals That's i mean they, not, she no. had two black cats and one every time i'd walk by it would hiss and put his paw out i mean i just i've had cats all my freaking since i was a childhood yes and they all act acted like dogs and i none mean none of the cats until uh, scratch I, my neighbors had cats and none of them liked me it's hit or miss i mean i've got a my daughter has uh, two cats one is old and comes right up to me and sits in my lap and the other one hides yeah a lot of them well, hide i mean if they don't know you but if you live with them oh yeah my neighbor's cat that always hid when i was, was great with him but it just did not like strangers whereas scratch i mean scratch is unusual for a cat and the fact that he just sits out there on that park bench thing all day just basking <laughs> in the sun it's just it's just kind of neat hello uh, cats can only see red and blue but they can also see under the infrared so they don't see green Okay, well, that explains. I'm wearing a bright red jacket usually when I'm walking. Okay. That was informative. There you go. Informative call there. There's a house on the east side. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's got a, uh, a window with a tube uh, attached to it and an outdoor, uh, like a, a, a mesh tent. And it's for the cat. Oh, to go in and out? But yeah, the cat can go out the, out the window and out, out sit wow. out in the, in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is living the good life. I guess. Well, I remember when we had a basset hound, my dad built dog doggy doors from our three-season porch into the house so Fred could just go scoot right through and get in, and I remember that. Yeah, we had a basset hound for 10 years. What a great dog she was, even though her name was Fred. But she was <laughs> she was a great dog. I mean, I had never had a basset hound before, and it was just, she was funny. I used to make her sit up. She could sit up, even though she was long. I'd make her sit up and run around my house and count like 10 times before. I, okay, down, and then she'd get back down. But, man, she would sit up. And that couldn't have been easy for a basset hound. Now, she no. got older and fatter. She couldn't do it. But she used to get tummy rubs from going up our carpeted steps. Because her tummy would rub. Her tummy, we couldn't figure out what was going on. We took her to the vet, and the vet's like, do you guys have carpeted steps? And we're like, yeah. And they're like, that she's rubbing her tummy from, because she'd always go upstairs. She slept in my bed when for uh-huh. until I decided that I actually cared about what I looked and smelled like. <laughs> but she used to climb. But Fred was the kind of dog you'd be watching TV eight thirty nine o'clock. Hey, where's Fred? She'd just go up and go to bed. <laughs> okay, she, I, I got one here that says cats uh, can. S- uh, just said Google. Cats can see blue and green, but reds and pinks are confusing. Uh, then uh, one says blue and violet are the most common colors to cats. Uh, they do not uh, like green. Got a lot of opinions uh, out there. Yeah. 
In other words, we're not for sure. Cats cannot hate a particular color. <laughs> <laughs> but I no. like how people can uh, just but get if into an the mind object of cats. If an object's blue or green, your cat sees a muted version of the colors. But they, they differentiate. It's not just black and white. Well, Scratch sees me coming, and I think this red, bright red jacket has something to do with it. I, I wouldn't agree with you. It might be your smell or something, too. Yeah, but he sees me when I, I, I'm 70, 80 feet away. I hope I don't smell that bad. <laughs> I mean, I'm at least, I mean, he sees you're me coming. Walk, you're dripping in sweat. He sees me coming down the hill, and it's a T in the road where he lives right on the corner of the T. So when he sees me coming down, that's when he looks, and then he gets up. That cat looks at you and goes, I wonder when that softball game is starting. <laughs> is it a four or six? <laughs> But I'm just, that's a good name for a cat, too. Scratch the cat. Yeah. <laughs> Should we take a break? We can. What's, nine, what's 9.33? Like I said, Joey's calling in at 10, and then Longy's going to call in at 10.30. So, yeah, we may, because um, we can actually go a little longer than usual today, right? Because there's no, yeah. no Lang today. No, no Lang. It's no. a Langless Monday. Is that what it is? <laughs> Lang-free Monday. That means there's no menus either, right? Usually, if Lang's not around, that does not, not necessarily. necessarily. Oh, she doesn't. Don't, don't call up the demon, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of like um, Pumpkinhead. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen exactly that movie? Exactly like, exactly like Pumpkinhead. Have you seen it with Lance Henriksen and Harley? <laughs> no, I have not. But uh, this would be the real Pumpkinhead. <laughs> you have not seen the original Pumpkinhead starring the great Lance Henriksen? No. Okay, I actually have. I'm sorry to admit. <laughs> so, but, all right, but yeah, come back and we'll have more nonsense to talk about before we actually have some serious stuff to talk about. One eight hundred eight hundred rows. One eight hundred eight hundred rows. Your FTD florist is the only number you need to know to send flowers anywhere in the country or Canada from anywhere in the country. One eight hundred. 800 rows. It's so easy. Just remember one number. 1-800-800-ROWS. Your FTD florist. 1-800-800-ROWS. Remember. For a gift that your loved one will treasure for a lifetime, find it at our family-owned jewelry store in Iowa City, Pertine and Stocker Jewelers. We can show you diamond engagement rings, colored stones, fashion jewelry, and watches. Our jewelers are on site, so we can design jewelry for that special person in your life. We are Hertine and Stocker, serving Iowa City and the surrounding area for three generations. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, downtown Iowa City, and HertineandStockerJewelers.com. As for Willa, Terry, Tim, or Kate, one of us is always there. Over the years, car keys have gotten extremely complex. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can generate the most technically advanced automotive keys on the market today. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can produce most conventional transponder, sidewinder, and remote-headed keys. If you've lost the keys to your car or simply need a duplicate, call 330-9185. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars has the technology to keep you on the road. Call 330-9185 and schedule an appointment today. Hey everybody, it's Kevin here from Big Dog Satellite and Solar, your local TV expert and I want to tell you about Dish TV. If technology, value, and customer satisfaction are important to you, then it's time to cut the cable cord once and for all. Upgrade your TV experience and start saving with Dish today. Drop by Big Dog Satellite and Solar on Blairs Ferry Road in front of Rockwell. Call 3950800 or visit us on the web at BigDogSatellite.com. We are Big Dog Satellite and Solar, your locally operated and trusted satellite TV experts. 
Hi, this is Steve Anderson with Hawkeye Title and Settlement in Iowa City. Whether it's a crazy real estate market, record low interest rates, or the COVID-19 virus, we are living in unprecedented times. But know that my remarkable team at Hawkeye is literally working around the clock and in unique and adaptable ways to try to make every deal close smoothly and on time. We appreciate your understanding, patience, and flexibility as we power through this tough time. We're going to get through this together. Don't let just anyone take care of your smile. At Diamond Dental, you can expect compassion, expertise, and a personalized care plan to protect your teeth for life. With more than 30 years of combined experience, Dr. Forbes and his staff are prepared to tackle even your toughest dental problems, leaving your smile healthy and sparkling. Diamond Dental offers a full range of general and cosmetic dentistry, as well as dental treatment options for snoring and sleep apnea. It's never too early to start thinking about what's best for your smile. Schedule an appointment today by calling 319-390-3703 or visiting the office at 5815 Consul Street Northeast, Suite D1 in Cedar Rapids. You can also visit DiamondDentalPC.com for more information. Dr. Forbes is a proud sponsor of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club and the Inner Circle. Let the Diamond Dental team provide superior care for your entire family. Car won't steer? Call Premier. Premier Automotive in North Liberty offers full-service mechanical auto repair work in addition to being Eastern Iowa's most trusted name in auto body repair. Use Premier for all your auto repair needs. Brakes, oil changes, air conditioning, diagnostics, transmissions, or preventive maintenance. Whether you hit a deer or your car won't steer. See Premier Automotive in North Liberty. GT Car, owner of Supel Siding and Remodeling, offers service and quality that is unmatched in the area. At Supel Siding and Remodeling, their trained professionals will install and guarantee the products used in any size job done. Regardless of the project, Supel Siding and Remodeling will stand behind their quality products and installation with exceptional customer service. Whether it's a window replacement, a kitchen remodel, or a house addition, our employees are committed to quality. Visit sales at suples.net or call 337-2246. You see the same people there greeting you, and they know you. I think of my cell phone. There's not a big distinction there from family to customer. Deary Ford in Iowa City. That kind of relationship that goes deep. Taking care of you, taking care of your vehicle. It's just that growing list of friends, frankly, that uh, that's kind of been the big payoff for me. The ownership experience is going to be four or five plus years. We have to be there for you. Deary Ford in Iowa City. See why people choose them over and over again. DearyFord.com. Hi, this is Bill Eichsring of the Oxyok Inn. Our doors are open again. Although the way we serve you is different, we're still here and ready to welcome you. We've learned a lot about keeping you and our staff safe. What hasn't changed is our commitment of trust to you and your family. Our Oxyok family is ready to take care of you in our four dining rooms with the same quality of food, attention to detail, and customer service you've come to trust for the past 80 years. Those values are now more important than ever. Now serving family style breakfast Saturday and Sunday with lunch, dinner, and banquets daily. Don't forget, you can still order curbside carryout and take the comforting taste of the Oxyok home with you to share at your family's table. Visit Oxyokin.com, Instagram, or our Facebook page for menu and weekly specials. From our Oxyok family to yours, we can't wait to see you again soon, and we'll be glad you're here at the Oxyok Inn in the heart of Amana. The Oxyok Inn. 
Table to Table Food Rescue works with area grocery stores, restaurants, and food wholesalers to keep wholesome food from going to waste. And we distribute that food to social service agencies who serve the hungry. Help us help our friends and neighbors in need by volunteering your time or making a monetary donation. Call Table to Table at 319-337-3400. That's 319-337-3400. Table to Table Food Rescue. It's the right thing to do. KCJJ Weather brought to you by the Iowa City Burger Hall on the Ped Mall. We have some more rain on the way today, tonight, into tomorrow. Could get another quarter to a half inch of rain on top of what we already have today. Mostly cloudy. High of 70 this afternoon, often on rain through the day, maybe even a thunder shower or two. Our wind east at around 5 to 15. Tonight, scattered showers and thunder showers, 58. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy. Rain won't be as heavy as today, but still a few scattered showers and thunder showers with a high tomorrow right around 70. I'm meteorologist Sean Cable on the mighty 1630 KCJJ. Right now, it's 58. Hawkfanatic.com. Last uh, guest hosting for uh, Tommy and I, because uh, Scooter will be back on Wednesday. Scooter will be back. <clears throat> Did he say he's coming back today? Yeah, I believe he's flying back today. Uh, he's not flying, he's driving. I thought they flew. Ugh. No, Molly and Amy flew. Oh. He, they drove down there. Oh, that's right. That's Miserable. right, they did. Yeah. The drive down is okay. The drive back is just I've terminable. Done I've done it. <laughs> I did it once when I moved down there, and it sucked. A long drive. I went from actually Champaign, Illinois. I would no. I went from Chicago to Sarasota, Florida. How long did it take you? About. No, I slept for like three, four hours in the Rocky Smoky Mountains or wherever, mm-hmm. or some mountain range and near Chattanooga, Tennessee. I think it's probably a little over a day. Yeah. Like nineteen, twenty hours, and I was in my nineteen eighty six Toyota Corolla. <laughs> and let's see, it was nine. It was still relative. It was nineteen eighty eight. So it was. Still a, you know, it was a reliable car, but I just remember it was a long drive. You yeah. get to Florida and you think you're there, and yeah. well, hell, you get to Georgia and you think you're <laughs> you're just about there. Yeah. And then Georgia, man, you're like, God, when does Georgia end? And then you go. Through, I remember getting caught in rush hour traffic in Atlanta. Oh my God, it was bad. That is the worst. It's it, Atlanta is the worst for rush hour traffic yeah. that I've ever been in. It's and worse. I, it's worse for, it's worse for uh, airlines. Well, so Hartsfield's too. the busiest. Yeah. One of the busiest airports yeah. in the world, and I'm not sure. If it's if it, if it's if it's built to handle the kind of crowd it's traffic getting now, it's and getting, but yeah. traffic, yeah. I mean, well, roads obviously aren't. I mean, look at when you go to Chicago. I mean, every time we go to Chicago for stuff, more chances are you're going to get caught in some type of traffic. It's it's just amazing how there's so many more cars than there is space on the roads. To I mean, rush hour gridlock is just part of life for some of these people. And the roads are crap. Yep. I remember going to Cub games and parking in Lincoln Park, and there was, you could always find a parking space there, uh, and it's it's about a half hour, maybe forty minute walk from there to to the Wrigley Field. But it's cool because you go down Clark Street and you get through all these different neighborhoods and restaurants and stuff, and uh, it's a really cool walk. But now you can't find a, a a place to park anywhere. And that was you know I did that back in the seventies, and it was never a problem. And now it's just you. Uh, my brother lives right by Lincoln Park, and I, I have to go into a parking garage. You can't find a free spot in the in the park at all. Uh, when I worked for, did promotions, uh, Jam was on Wells. Oh, jeez. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's in the heart of downtown. Uh, yeah. And... But for some of these people, just a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour commute in traffic is just life. They just, yeah. it's just part, and I just could never deal, I could never do that. 
It's a fun place to visit, but uh, again, I wouldn't want to wouldn't want to live there. Now, my oldest brother has lived in in Chicago proper all his life, but he has never had a car. He takes to public transportation, well, and uh, you know that's the way my you know my family, my uh, dad's family. I'm not knocking that, but I could not live that way. I know. Uh-uh. <laughs> I couldn't live without a car. I know. No, I wouldn't want to. No. I mean, I guess you could. You're not going to cease. But I wouldn't want to. Well, I mean, especially for like a medical emergency or what have you. I'm sure glad I didn't use an ambulance to go to the emergency exactly. room with my hernia. Because, yeah. I mean, I'm, I've heard ambulance rides are just, and insurance doesn't cover much of them, do they? No. Well, it costs a buddy when he... Uh, uh, oh, that's right. He, he collapsed. Uh, he was dehydrated. He, and he collapsed. And he said uh, it costs like $10,000 to take him a block and a half. Right. And, I, and I don't think insurance covers it. I think some did, Some, some not, maybe. But not all of it. No. Yeah. Well, he yeah, was, just like insurance isn't yeah, going to cover all my was, surgery. My he surgery, was pissed. I think my <laughs> surgery is around thirty grand, and I'm hoping I only have to pay somewhere between five and eight for it. I'm hoping. Isn't that kind of what yours was like? Yeah. Yeah, so that's, and I still haven't gotten any bills yet, um, but that's kind of what I'm prepared to do that. And... Um, but it is what it is. But no, ambulance rides I've heard are just, and it's just amazing that they have to be that expensive. Yeah, you know. Um, but I guess you know, someone's got to be paid. That's the way our system's set up. I mean, other countries seem to have it all figured out, but we don't. Well, they figure it out by just taxing you more. Yeah. And our people, a lot of our people, don't want to be taxed more, yeah. especially if they have good insurance through their employer. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's where we are. That's the situation we're in. Yeah. And in Germany, not... they've got insurance through their employer and their tax. I don't know. My my brother needed uh, hips her, uh, replacement in Germany, and it cost him, when all was said and done, uh, between ten and eleven dollars. Seriously, <laughs> but someone's paying for it, and they're paying yeah, well, for it through taxes. Yeah, they, taxes. yeah and some people high tax rate. and some people don't want to be taxed more. That's... Well, you know, eventually. Yeah, I understand that, but eventually you're going to need something that's going to cost a lot of money, and yep. insurance ain't going to cover it. Yeah. Well, for a lot of these, I mean, for some of the people I know with really good insurance, it covers almost anything. What what, what doesn't insurance cover medically if you have really good insurance? Well, I had Blue Cross. That's what I have now. I had that, and I got cancer, and it was two and a half months before I went on Medicare. And uh, with my radiation treatments, and I believe I got two of them, uh, it was still like twelve thousand bucks. But and they didn't. Was that the total cost, or was that, that was, just that was for me? Yeah, I'm sure that the was radiation was probably eighty thousand altogether or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure. So yeah, I mean yeah, it's um, it's um, amazing how expensive the stuff is. But I don't have the answer for insurance. Nobody does, obviously. Hello. I've been with the same employer for forty-two years really want to get out of here and started looking at the health care and if i go with my employer's insurance it's 2200 a month for my wife and i i've got the money but i could take that 2200 do something a lot better with it i looked at the affordable care act which is a good program thank goodness for obama but i make just a little bit too much and not only that when you even if you make a little bit too much you can do that but once you plug that in, boy, you don't want to work on the side or make extra money. No. Because they'll get you. I mean, I've had the best health care since the day I was born and when I've been working. And I guess I'd rather have that than where I'm at now. But I'm I'm at a standstill. 
Well, I got I mean, burned. I want out. I got burned one year. Um, I borrowed money from myself, and on top of that, along with what I had earned through here and the website, based on what I had figured I was going to do under the Affordable Care Act, I, I exceeded that. I ended up having to pay another like three, almost three grand in taxes towards you, my health insurance and it's yeah it's tough i mean like right now my health insurance is where i don't pay much monthly but my out-of-pocket's ridiculous they're gonna get you either way right they're, oh, no, so yeah, yeah they'll get they're you. gonna get you either way i either let's say i could have paid 350 a month and th- that's what that's forty five hundred dollars during the course of a year and then my out-of-pocket for that tar- surgery would have been only 1800 Whereas now I don't pay much per month in my out-of-pocket. It's still going to cost you somewhere between five dollars and $7,000 to get hernia surgery. That's just how it is. Yep. It just depends on how you're going to pay for it, monthly or in one time, a one-time swoop. And you look at those, uh, those options under the Affordable Care Act every year, and they always change. Your out-of-pocket's either higher or lower. Your deductible's either higher or lower. Well, the only way you can lower your monthly payment, which is what I want to do right now as I'm trying to build two websites, look, right. is you got to have your out-of-pocket go up. That's the yeah. only way it happens. I mean, it's a rever- I mean, okay, the, the health insurance says, okay, if you're not going to pay that much, if anything happens, by God, we're not going to pay for it all. You're going to pay for it. And that's where I'm at right now. I know I'm going to have to pay at least six grand for my hernia surgery because that's my out-of-pocket. Yeah. Mm. You know, the, the thing is, like, but everybody's been telling me, there may be changes, but with Biden in there, it won't be bad. You know, which I turned 65 in three years. They said, you can make it. And it's like, yeah, but when I retire, I'd still like to do something on the side just mm-hmm. for a little extra money. Mm-hmm. And I can't do that now, but I'll figure something out. I don't know. Well, you're calling here. <laughs> what does that have to do well, with Well, that anything? gives him something to do. Yeah, you can always be a commentator. <laughs> but you're not paying him. An unpaid commentary. No, he, yeah, he's perfect. Yeah, well, they're pay, they're paying me, Pat. Aren't they paying you? <laughs> no comment. Yeah. No, it's I don't know. I just done, I'm done. I want out, and I'm old. I'd rather sleep in. I don't know. Yeah, you get to a point after you work, you know, forty some years. Oh you're just yes, like, I mean, yeah, where you just where you just go. God, I can't get up at three o'clock yeah. in the morning I, anymore. Yeah, I. I, I I still believe out of just out of the blue, Amazon's going to say here, here's our health care because when they started talking about it two years ago, boy, the healthcare industry just went into a panic. <laughs> so you're saying you'll be able to get health insurance? They know you can do it. You'll be able to get it through Amazon without working for Amazon. Yeah. Oh, it'd be. Just they're like going to open up. Shield. Yeah, they're going to open up. A, well, that'd be I nice. Mean, the one thing we don't have is competition. Like last yeah. year, all I could yeah. get was Medica. This year, basically, yeah. all I could yeah. get was Blue Cross Blue Shield. Right. There's no competition. There's just it's just such a a market that's just spinning its wheels. But I also don't think people like who work at Iowa who have great employee insurance. I don't think they should have to give that up. No, I mean, there's got to be a way to make it work for everybody. But right now, we're just not there. Yeah, I that's I don't know. A buddy of mine was in a bad wreck, and he had to take the helicopter ride. Mm. $50,000 not covered by insurance. See, that's oh. ridiculous. I mean, that's, I mean, that's just ridiculous. It really is. I mean, he didn't have a choice, but he wouldn't have lived without it. But yeah. I I would like to add up the amount of money. That thing is in the air all the time. I mean, that that how much does that thing make? Well, how do you just pay off? What do you pay off 500 a month for the rest of your life? I mean, think about that. <laughs> and you're seeing well, they can't they can't put it on your credit. That is illegal. Um, yeah. 
So you pay, you can pay $50 as long as you're paying something. Well, can. I will say, yeah. like, for the, the doctor's office that did mine, as long as you pay at least $50 a month, they don't charge you interest. You can take, right. as, long, yeah. you can take as long as you want to pay stuff off. They do not charge you interest. But you have to make well, I'm gonna it. Bu- I'm going to buy a helicopter and maybe <laughs> pick some people up after wreck. Put, put KCJJ on the side of it for a little advertising money. There you go. You know? There was a helicopter that landed during the Iowa baseball game yesterday. See you later. Oh, wow. Bye. But yeah, it's a, but I remember though when I said okay, I'm going to go to the emergency room. I go, uh, I was okay to drive. I was in pain, but but I remember saying to myself, I am not. First of all, I don't want an ambulance coming to my. It's embarrassing. Oh, of course, it you is. don't need it. But I remember thinking too, I am not spending ten grand on a, on a on an ambulance ride a mile and a half to the hospital. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the Uber drivers are saying they're getting a lot of that kind of business, you know, where people are in distress and need a ride to the hospital, Ugh, but they're not going to get an ambulance. Could you imagine that? would be kind of creepy. It would be a little, yeah. Some guy in the back, his bowels are exploding. <laughs> some ladies, some ladies giving birth or that would, that would be unpleasant. You think? That would be unpleasant. In your, in your own car. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, Uber. That's their own cars, yeah, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I thought about it briefly, and I'm like, I don't uh, want people in my car. You thought about being an Uber driver? You can't sure. be an Uber driver. Why not? Uh, it's in your contract. This is your job. I'm going to have to look at that contract. Yeah, you look at that contract. This is your job. Well, of course, I'm, this would be my job. No, you can't. You can't hey, tell me what to do off hours. Yes, I certainly can. <laughs> I absolutely can. Well, first of all, you don't really have any. Don't you work here six days a week? Yeah, I really don't have any. 60, 70 hours a week? I just thought, well, you know, that looks like it'd be okay. And then I'm like, no, it's not okay. I'm paying you decently. Of course you are. And that's why I gave up the idea quickly. (laughs) What do you work, 70 hours a week? 60? Read your contract. 60 hours a week? I don't know. I don't. I try not to think about it, to be honest Take with you. Take the hours and divide depressing. the weight, and then, no, and then you'll see how that, much he's paying you no, an hour. That's not good. <laughs> no, we work. We, if I didn't like it, I wouldn't put in as many hours as I do. It's all, it's all I don't do it for the, I, I do it for the money, obviously, but, you know, I could make money, probably more money somewhere else, but I like this job. And I like Steve. When are you going to make more money someplace else? Don't threaten me. <laughs> um, that's what you say, a uh, high V. Oh, um, no, I, the, 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 he pays a little better than yeah. that. But, you know, there's a lot of jobs out there that, uh, you know. The come and go starting at 12 bucks an hour. Yeah, there you go. I think that's what it said for full-time work. That's what, that's about 500 a week. That's 25, 25 grand right there. There you go, right there off the bat. I could do that part-time, Steve. You know, you couldn't. <laughs> what do you make here, about between 75 and 100? Yeah, yeah. 120, 140. <laughs> minimum wage from the cradle to the grave. What is minimum wage now? 725? 725, yeah. it's ridiculous. I remember I, when I first started working, it was like three thirty-five back in like yep. the late seventies, early eighties. Yep, well, and it's only gone up four dollars. Mine was one seventy-two. Yep, I, I worked for that, uh, um, picking uh, uh, detasseling corn. Actually, I made less than that. Yeah, I detasseled corn for two days, and I just hated it, and I hated the instructors. They were a bunch of dollar thirty-nine an hour. I was paid. I, my dad knew I wouldn't last long to tasseling. Yeah, I didn't. I just said, hey, they win. I'm not doing that crap. <laughs> Get up at 4.30 in the morning, work till 4, be so tired and miserable. I respect the people that could do it, man, but it just was not me. I quit. 
Oh, I yeah. hated it. One guy, I guess I missed a stalk or whatever, and he made me go back and do the whole row again. Yep. I was, what, 16? So I was starting to get a little ornery and cranky. I, I remember talking under my breath. And he's like, what'd you say? And I'm like, none of your business what I said. <laughs> you, you know, they. I mean, they were. it just was not a good experience. My and, last day I worked sick, I had like a 100-degree fever or something by the end of the day, you know, because it does. doing that job does not make you feel better. And I remember walking through the downtown back to my house, and they were having a a parade and it just the head my head was pounding and i just couldn't wait to just go in and take a shower and i slept for like two days and that was the end of my detasseling career wow just, one day at a root beer stand and one day at a grocery store yeah, you've and the been rest blessed of it's been this you've been blessed most of your well, i can't do anything else. most of your time has been not, sitting on your butt i just saw capable jamie pollard iowa state ad not happy with the register i just saw this Online, Des Moines Register Sports, this AM. No mention of Cyclone Softball or UNI or Iowa State track. Instead, Iowa track, baseball, and softball, plus ISU dropping baseball 20 years ago. Confirms why I canceled the register. Insulting to ISU and UNI softball players. Wow. That is not, I don't know why they would not have had Iowa State stuff on there. I don't know if that was an oversight or that seems a little odd. I I don't think the register plays favorites but that does seem a little odd and i will say that's why i want to get jamie on the radio here he speaks yeah. his mind well, gary, i don't point. gary i don't think gary bart well gary bart is not even on twitter so um, <laughs> he would not do that but that does seem weird though that they would just kind of because i mean iowa state softball did make the ncaa tournament yeah i think i saw an article on it on the in the gazette so i don't it know it was in the gazette yeah yeah what was in the Gazette? The, about the, ISU I, I making the ISU. tournament. Yeah, and I don't know. That's odd that the register would not have that. I don't know if it was an oversight, if it was a time situation. But obviously, Jamie Pollard is not happy. Well, you know, they they don't have any, they don't have the reporters, as you well know, that they used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting when someone says cancel their subscription. I mean, because like I said, the re- content on Hawk Central is no longer free. Right. I mean, you get like three free ones a month. But I remember when I worked there, like, we're never going to charge for Hawk Central content. Never. That will never happen. And now, obviously, it's happened. I mean, they, they needed the extra revenue. I would imagine, though, that's got to impact them some advertising-wise. Because the times I've had meeting with advertisers, when you tell them that your content's free, their eyes light up because... They know that anyone can see it, whereas if right. you've got subscriptions, only people subscribing see that stuff consistently. And I right. don't care, even if you're the register, that limits the amount of reach you have. It really does. So, like I said, I'm still able to get away with doing free content on on Hawk Fanatic. And I'm guessing to where if it ever came to where I would need to start charging for to read content, I'd probably get out of it. It's just, I'm just not into having people have to subscribe to read sports content. Do you think if these newspapers would have uh, charged maybe $2 a, a month or something just to to reach their stuff online at, at the onset of the Internet that they'd still be? It's hard to say. I will say newspapers did not react quickly enough to the Internet without question. Well, I neither was there. did the music industry. I was there. I saw yeah. it. Yeah. Music industry did it. A lot of industries did it. Nope. You live and learn. Hello. Good morning. This is Joey Woody. Joey, how you doing? Pat Hardy here. Congratulations. This is getting to be Thank all you. too. This is getting to be an all too familiar conversation. You know, we just—I mean, <laughs> three Big like Ten, that. three Big Ten titles in two years. I mean, two outdoor, one indoor. He didn't have a chance for 2020. But what does that say right now? I mean, what about the state of the, the men's program, but also the women's program is upper division right now in competing for titles. 
Yeah, I mean, we're we're in a really good place right now, and uh, you know, I think the women are are really close to putting it all together. Um, we're probably just a few athletes short from from winning a title on the women's side as well. But um, yeah, just spectacular performance by the athletes all around, and I was just really pleased with how we stepped up and competed really well this weekend and um, across all event areas. You know, every single athlete contributed um every event area contributed to this team title just like we did indoor and mm-hmm. uh, just it means a lot so best case scenario going in did you think you could win by 33 points <laughs> uh yeah we actually thought we could win by more if we had a spectacular meet um i mean we did no no doubt but I, we also missed out on a few people making the finals that we expected and so um we actually you know on paper we thought we could actually score you know, close to closer to 150 points. Wow! If we had a perfect meet, um, but you know, that's that's the goal. The goal is always to have a perfect meet, and uh, but we stepped up, and like I said, I thought the athletes competed extremely well, and uh, it's always nice to come away uh, with a big win like that, knowing that you actually still left some points on the table that that we could have gotten. How about your 110 hurdler? I saw somebody <laughs> posted a video of Jalen. I mean. You said perfect meet. Was that almost the perfect race? I mean, my God, he just blew away. And how do you pronounce his last name? Mechanico. I mean, my God, he looked impressive. Just talk about that win. Yeah, he's, I mean, that I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was just like, holy cow. I mean, he's a spectacular uh, just athlete all around. I mean, he's just got tremendous speed. And uh, he's the leadoff league on our four-by-one and things like that. I wasn't, I knew he was ready to run a big time. Uh, like that, just based on some of the things I've been seeing in practice. Um, but he's also a guy we have to be really uh, cautious with training because mm-hmm. he's a little bit more fragile. So uh, we really pulled back quite a bit um, these last couple of weeks, just let him rest up and feel really good. I, you know, I, I don't think he went over a hurdle for about seven to ten days. Um, so that just speaks to the type of athlete he is. He's just a phenomenal talent. And some of those guys, you just got to get them to the start line healthy and get out of their way and they're going to perform like that. What kind of recruit was he? You talked earlier about you don't always get the most heralded. What Can you kind of talk about the circumstances that led him here? Oh, yeah. So he was actually um, not a super highly recruited athlete out of high school from Illinois, and he went to Illinois State his first two years. And uh, Coach Emanuel at Illinois State did a tremendous job developing him, and he had another athlete, Kentray Patterson. Uh, both guys ran 13-6 and, and were really good athletes. Um, for him and then he ended up uh, coach Emanuel took the head coaching job at Eastern Illinois uh, so both of those guys ended up transferring uh, fortunately we got Jalen <laughs> and uh, wow. Kentre ended up going to Arizona State and he's done a tremendous job down there he's run 13-5 this year so um, you know we we were really excited to get Jalen in our program and he's just really been uh, just a, not only a great hurdler but a great leader in that group and um just the way he goes about his business. He's, he's the ultimate professional about how he takes care of things. And, um, you know, he's just a great guy to have in our event group. And uh, but just that event group in particular, I mean, they just they all support each other. I don't know if you saw after the race. I mean, he came across the line, and all the guys, even Jamal after, after mm-hmm. he got second, they just all ran and just tackled him because they were just so excited for him. Uh, so that just speaks to the type of, of group, event group that we have in that event area. So in track, do you worry that, okay, he ran his best race here. How does he sustain that? Because obviously you want more. You made a point of saying you love the Big Ten success, but you want, you've got bigger goals. How do you, what's the challenge in trying to sustain that level of performance for another two, three weeks? 
you know, honestly, this is this is where we just need to make sure that we pull back and we don't do too much okay. in between competitions, but just enough to make sure they stay sharp. Um, the big thing is such an emotional high, so you know we got to give them a couple days to come down from that, as well as uh, just the physical pounding that some of these athletes took this weekend. Um, so really, it's just resting up. But when your body goes to that level, um, it's a lot easier to get to that level again down the road. So you know when your body feels those type of paces, those t- that type of speed, um, the next time you you set up to the start line, um, it's much easier to get your body to that to that hybrid performance. So, uh, you know, I feel really good about, you know, those guys broke through some big thresholds, you know, uh, Jamal in the 400 hurdles was also a spectacular performance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, we just, we, we've got some really exceptional athletes on our team and, and, you know, a lot of under-recruited athletes um, that have done tremendous job for, for this program over the last three, four years. So what are your expectations going into the NCAs? I mean, obviously, it looks like the sky's the limit. What are you thinking on a good case scenario what you guys are capable of? Well, you know, one of our, our goals for this program is to be a trophy team, which is top four at the NCAA championships. I think we have a, a, a team, we have a shot at that if wow. everything goes, you know, as, as well as we, we hope. Um, obviously, top ten is is kind of the expectation. Um, you know, for us, every single year we want to we want to be a top ten team. Um, if you're a top ten team consistently, then you have a really good shot at being um, you know top four, being a trophy team. Um, that's that's really tough to do in track and field. There's uh, you know 300 teams in, in track and field uh, at the Division one level. So, um, but it only it, it takes uh, a few of the right athletes to get it done. Um, so, you know, our goal is to score. You know, a score as close to 40 points as possible. If we're in that 35 to 40 point range, uh, we have a really good shot at doing that. Um, it's going to be very competitive. As I mean, there's so many elite athletes mm-hmm. in, in Division One track and field, athletes that will be winning medals at the Olympic Games this summer. Um, so, you know, to have some some of our own athletes that are amongst those those names is is really fun to see. You know, Jalen right now is ranked number three in the NCAA, but he's number six in the world right now in the high hurdles. Uh, so uh, when you got athletes like that on your team, it speaks volumes to just the type, the quality of team that we actually have. Speaking of great athletes, we're going to have it's, – it's, just so I know, it's Longi Tusaga. Is that the correct – Yeah, they, we call her Longi. Longi, okay. Yep. We're going to have yep, her on well. at 1030. Just talk about what she accomplished. I mean, the first one in program history – I mean, it's just amazing the consistency and dominance that she has displayed. Oh, my gosh. I mean, to win four titles, you know, from your freshman year on with the targets on your back mm-hmm. and um, just to do it with the class that she has, I mean, she's just – she's still – she's always – she's just like me, I think. She's always looking for more. Uh, she's never satisfied. Um, she threw a big one, finally connected on a big throw, and, and I think she's just been waiting on that to happen this year. And it all came together at the right time. So I think she's got a lot of confidence going into the postseason. Um, but like we talked about, you know, even last week, she's just just an amazing person and, and a big team player, uh, does everything she can to help the team be competitive to win. And um, she's she scored a lot of dang points for our program. <laughs> yes. She's been, been on campus. So I can't say enough great things about Longy. I remember we had her on before. And one of the things that stood out was how much she talked about how much she just enjoys being a Hawkeye, being here in Iowa City. Yeah. I mean, she didn't grow up anywhere near here, and but she no. just <laughs> loves the community spirit, and that's got to make you feel good as a head coach. Oh, yeah. You know, I think, you know, 
it's it's tough sometimes to recruit um, athletes from California here to Iowa. But for us, we've done a tremendous job, and we've got a long history of uh, you know athletes that have come from California that have come to Iowa and done uh, amazing things for our program, mm-hmm. from Maria Harris to you know obviously Longy and uh, Brianna Gillery and and some of these other athletes, Brittany Brown, Brittany Brown, you know like just some tremendous athletes and, and they're still here, you know, Brittany's still here training and along he's plans on staying here to train. And, um, you know, we, Marie did, did amazing things for our program really kind of was one of the big guys that we got here to Iowa to help take our 400 program to the next level. Um, so, you know, we, we want to continue to have that great connection, but, um, I just think it, it speaks about the, the university. It speaks to Iowa city and just the type of, of town this is. And, uh, just the community that we have here at the University of Iowa. And, you know, people love all athletics here at Iowa, which mm-hmm. I think is awesome in this community. Um, you know, they, we're, we're very supportive in track and field. We get, you know, we pack our, our indoor track stadium, um, you know, full of people where you, there's, you can't even, um, you know, there's hardly any walking room when you come to our indoor meets, which is awesome. So that's just something that we've always have wanted to, to do and, you know, Coach Wazork started the Muscle Twilight Meet. That's we've always had some great spectator turnout for that too. So I just think it speaks volumes to the community and people recognize Longy and um, just the things that she's done for this program. I know you made a point yesterday of thanking your administration, athletic administration. Just there's a lot that's gone into keeping your athletes available and ready to compete on a weekly basis. This the the pandemic. I mean, it's been a strange year. Just talk about how you guys have had to kind of just battle through that distraction all i mean i know everybody's had to do it but it's just been another burden that you guys have had to carry oh yeah i mean i don't don't think people understand the the things that our student athletes have had to go through since this all started uh just to be able to compete uh from waking up to doing um you know we have to do a questionnaire in the morning we you know at the beginning of the year we were doing pcr testing um once a week in in the morning, first thing in the morning. Um, Then we started doing rat testing three days a week. Uh, Other sports had rat testing, rapid testing uh, six days a week. Uh, You know, so that's the first thing you're doing is you got to go get tested. And, and, you know, just to be able to, you know, do that, uh, still stay on top of your academics and Mm -hmm. and all the other uh, pressures of life uh, and still be able to train and compete at a high level. I mean, it's, it's definitely been a toll. It's been a toll on me and our staff. Uh, to be able to get through this. Um, so you, you can just imagine everything that our athletes have had to go through. Um, so I just, you know, I'm very appreciative of just the administration and how they've handled everything, how they've made it as as smooth of a transition as possible, um, you know, because there's certain things that we had to do and, and follow and abide with the Big Ten rules and the expectations of the Big Ten. Um, but I'm very thankful that we just had the opportunity uh, because this – there was other conferences, you know, the Ivy League just totally canceled yeah. athletics for the whole year. So mm-hmm. um, we could have definitely been in, and I know a lot of coaches in those other conferences that didn't get a chance to compete um, either the entire season or even during the indoor season. Um, so we were very fortunate to have the opportunity. Um, and then obviously the indoor season sets up to have a great outdoor season. So yeah. the fact that we competed well and had an opportunity and, and won the indoor championship, and um, I think that really set us up and set up our team to be successful this outdoor season. So what do you think Raph would say to you? You know how happy he would be right now? I mean, I was thinking about that, and I'm sure you were too. I mean, this is – he oh, yeah. said this was coming. He used to always tell me, Pat, it's coming. We're going to – and just talk – I mean, obviously, Raph is somebody who's going to be dear to your heart forever. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, it's just like back in the city high days. You know, we had to you had to win one first. Yes. And it, it took him, I think, twenty years to win his first state championship, and then after that, they won the next ten out of eleven seasons. So, um, you know, that's the plan. <laughs> that's the expectation for us is is just keep putting things together, keep lining them up, and, and winning them. And um, you know, we we're already thinking about what we're going to do here for the national meet, but we're already thinking about the next step to to win to win everything and and um you know for us we, we just want to keep winning titles and um that's what we recruit off of we recruit our athletes that want to come in and be a part of a team championship and and obviously we want to have great individual uh opportunities to for athletes to compete to win national titles um but this is a team this is a full team and and we expect athletes to come in and contribute to our to our mission of winning the team title well that's what i remember about those city high teams i moved up to Iowa City in 91, right? That was your junior year, I believe. But yes, yeah, I mean, yeah. you and you and Tim got a lot of that. But man, there were athletes up and down. I mean, Tim Dwight doesn't win a state title by himself as great as he was. But that's right. what I remember about John's teams was there was just so much depth. And that's what I'm seeing with you guys. I look at the long jump. I mean, just all these different events where you score 12, 14 points, but that's what it takes to win. It does. It does. It takes takes guys like, you know, obviously Jalen and Jamal and Wayne to, to be competing to be top two or three in the in those events and James Carter in the triple jump and the mm-hmm. long jump. Uh, but it takes guys like, you know, even Kaliba Jack from Iowa City High who was who, who scored indoor, uh, just missed uh, making the final this outdoor season, but he's a true freshman. You know, it takes uh, Tyson Vandraska from Cedar Rapids Prairie uh, to come in and get runner-up in his, you know, he returned for his sixth season to, to come back and try and win and just miss winning at right at the line. Uh, but then Alex still getting getting a fifth place in there. You know, Nate Milanick was an unrecruited athlete out of high school, was a walk-on. Now that guy, is uh, he's been a third place and now runner-up, almost won. He, he just kind of missed up, messed up a little bit on the last water jump. Um, but he was he's ranked number 10 in the NCAA right now in the steeplechase. It's amazing. Um, he's two, two seconds away from making the Olympic trials qualifier. Um, you know, that's that's a guy that was un, unrecruited. And then even a guy, a local guy like Austin West, look at what he's done. Yeah, I mean he's he's actually a freshman outdoor um, because of COVID and everything, but he's he's currently ranked uh, number seven in the NCAA. Um, you know, local guy from Iowa City West um, that you know he he was one of the best foreign hurdlers out of high school, but he knew he wanted to do more than just the foreign hurdle, so he had the mindset even when we recruited him that he wanted to be a decathlete. Um, you know, so look at what he's done just over the last, yeah. you know, two years. Scoring seven over 7,800 points in the decathlon in, I think, his fourth decathlon ever. Um, I mean, that's that's unheard of, you know. I mean, he's he's on the way of making getting up to 8,000 points. I think 7,900, he's about 100 points away from making the Olympic trials. That's a great story. And he was a great athlete at West High. He was a good football player. I mean, he could do a lot of different yep. stuff. And when I look back at him and I can say, yeah, he does look like a decat. I mean, he big, yeah. fast, strong, but agile, that's what it takes. Yep, it does. Yep. So, great Joe, athlete. so what do you, I mean, do you give them a couple days off? How do you handle these next few days? Obviously, you. I mean, do, do you do a ton this week? Yeah. So this week, um, they'll they'll take today off, and then tomorrow we'll probably have them. You know, do a little shakeout, just kind of get them moving the ground a little bit, and we'll start kind of building them back up on Wednesday. Uh, but we we got to leave here. Um, I think uh, Sunday. Sunday. Because the NCAA meet starts Wednesday this year. 
um, the first round down at Texas A&M. So okay. we've got we to gotta get our team down there and get acclimated. It's going to be hot. Um, it'll be hot and humid down in Texas. Yes. So um, we just got to get acclimated a little bit and get our athletes ready to go. So it's, it's actually a pretty quick turnaround to get down and get ready for the NCAA first round. Well, Joey, good luck. We'll talk to you afterwards. And we're going to have Longy on, Longy on at um, – 10.30, looking forward to that, but good luck, awesome. and like I said, man, this is a lot of fun. I know people are really excited about track right now. That's awesome. I appreciate it. All right, Joey. Thank you. Thanks. You bet. Have a good one. Okay. Um, Jamie Pollard tweeted, uh, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, Iowa State followed it right up with the article uh, that they are running that was written by Randy Peterson. You mean the, the register, you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the register. So then the register did run something and Jamie just missed it? Yes. And a picture and everything. <laughs> I mean, it, that's, doesn't, that's not a good look for Jamie. Kind of hard to. Now, hopefully, Jamie will admit his mistake. And, um, it but yeah, just, like I said, I just can't. Why would the register show favoritism? I mean, yeah, they, Des Moines they register. They have uh, nothing to gain from that. On no. Twitter, a story on Cyclone Softball available, blah, blah, blah. And there's a picture of them, and 33 years later, Iowa State softball headed back to the NCAA tournament. So Interesting. Has Jamie, has he acknowledged that? He has that? not acknowledged it. <laughs> well, break into programming when he does. Like I said, I'm still going I'm st- I'm to try to get him on. I'm actually going to reach out this week to Iowa State and see if we can get him on. What if he just starts ripping KCJJ for being a Mickey Mouse Hawkeye Homer station oh. on the air? What would you say? What to am him? I supposed to? How am I supposed to defend that? <laughs> <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> yeah. the, the guys, we have the pronunciation. And now everybody is sending him the article. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how Twitter works. Do we have the pronunciation set now? It's Longy, right? Longy, yeah. Longy, Longy to Saga. Yeah. And um, but yeah, she's from California, but. Um, that's the thing about Joey's teams. These they've got guys from guys and gals from everywhere, all across the country. I mean, and that's what you got to do. I mean, but you you try to get as many as you can from home, and then you fill in the other spots with players from all over. Athletes, I should say, not players. But no, I like I said, I had a feeling Joey was going to be successful, but I'd be lying if I said I thought they'd have three Big Ten titles in two years. I did not think it would come this fast and be this decisive. But so after this. The you know reply from the uh, Des Moines Register. There's still people on Twitter that are defending Pollard and saying they didn't print us. Well, <laughs> uh, I wonder if maybe it didn't make their printed product, and that's what Jamie's. I don't know. I mean, but I mean, at this stage, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> who cares? You know, I mean it. I mean that's the risk, though, when you're an AD like Jamie, who's very outspoken and yep. Very transparent. Sometimes it can backfire. Yeah, Whereas Gary Barta, I mean, it's Gar- at the top of the uh, at least the website. Can you imagine if Gary Barta was on Twitter? You think any Iowa fans would have fun with that? God. Oh God, no. He's he's not. He wouldn't. He wouldn't do that. No, he wouldn't. Subject but Pollard himself. also uses Twitter to his advantage sometimes sure too. He does. I mean, he's very good at promoting and what have you. But that's weird that he would jump the gun like that without having all the facts. Unless they didn't have it in the in the print, they've got. But they it. may not it's, have had it in the printed version because of top. deadline. Yeah. It could have been some it, type of deadline, and it just yep. didn't make their printed version. Yeah, because it's the top of their... Because uh, Randy Peterson's not going to ignore something that Iowa State does no. significantly. He covers everything Iowa State does. Yeah. And they, they want Iowa State readers just as much as they want 
Des Moines readers because that's the only way they're going to get advertisers and subscribers. Well, what time was that uh, that selection show? It was like 7 o'clock last I believe night? so. Yeah, no newspaper is so going to be stupid enough to try to piss off a certain part of their readership when we're all trying desperately to keep readers in this age. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to do that. Yeah, well, you know, the, the register is the same as a press citizen with USA. I'm sure there's a deadline. And, well, there is. And it's Sunday night. Yeah, and I know the Press Citizen, their deadlines moved up way earlier than when I worked it's there. Like, yeah, ago. it's like noon or something. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty early to where anything at night makes it hard for them to do. That's why you see them doing so many photo galleries online yep. and stuff like that. Yep. Lots of times they'll just send a photographer out, hey, do a photo gallery because we can't cover it. Well, all right, you know, and we get, they'll cover something and they will. They'll cover something two or three days later it just drives me nuts because then we'll have people you know we've already done the story yeah it's and, old news to us <laughs> yeah and they're going hey i didn't hear your report on this well lots you of know? times too they will have done that story and you'll it will have been in the des moines paper two days ago right then it runs yeah. here two or three days later yeah that's they kind of recycle stuff up here but eh, it's tough man it's just it's tough for all these news outlets trying to figure out a way to to stay competitive in this even for the register i mean i mean it's just not easy right now. I just think this area warrants something more than being a, an afterthought from Des Moines. Well, that's what it is. I mean, basically, they quit covering high school sports, and selfishly, I'm glad they did because your prep sports has filled that void. Absolutely. Uh, they is. really have. I mean, there was a qualifying track meet last week, and I think your prep sports was the only one that was there, and I looked, and... West High and the city, they thanked your prep sports for This is a busy time right now for high school sports, whereas right. the college stuff's really slowing down. High school, you got state track, you got soccer. I mean, there's so much going on with high school stuff right now. And a week from today is our first, uh, yeah. first game. Softball. Softball. There's going to be four or five different high school sports. It's funny how the high school stuff picks up right about, the, I mean, now softball's over. If baseball doesn't make the – I mean, in a couple of weeks, there's going to be nothing yeah, from Iowa right. Hawkeye sports. And recruiting hasn't been the same yet because COVID still has a big impact on recruiting. So it's going to be really challenging over this next month or so to generate to generate clicks and what have you because there's not much going on with I. You can't just stop. I mean, it's not like school where you can just take the summer off. But it's <laughs> the, this, this is some of the slower times of the year for the Hawkeye stuff. Right. But with high school stuff, stuff's really picking up. So, like I said, there's the state track meet. And I know your prep sports will get a lot of clicks because they'll be, you know, I know Ryan and Rob Howe are both going down to cover that for your prep sports. And so, yeah, there's a lot going on. But that, that's weird, though, that Pollard would do that. Now he just, like he said, he just looks like an idiot. And um, I'm going to. I don't. I mean, I don't check any. I don't take any paper. I I, oh, I don't either. do everything online, and I subscribe online. I subscribe to the Press Citizen and the Gazette and right Register and New York Times and Washington Post. Yeah, and we have subscriptions here for the Gazette and the Press Citizen. And, and mostly for the New York Times and Post. I love just now, because they're full articles. Listen to this. Yeah. Listen to this comment to Paula. You are such a piece of work. How many Randy Peterson hype pieces does it take to make you people happy? <laughs> Register is the Pravada of Cyclone Sports. He's just gonna his Twitter line's just gonna be filled with hate the rest of the day. And he probably doesn't care. Yeah, he probably doesn't. Although he might care. He might be the kind of guy that does care. I don't. I don't know. Um, 
Um, oh, now here's a guy. Your tweet is part of the reason baseball was canceled. 20. See, now people are throwing that at Iowa yes. State's face that, well, you canceled baseball 20 years ago. You have other things to worry about. <laughs> That's the problem, man. When you tweet something, even if he was accurate with his tweet, he still would have been hit with resistance. But the fact that he was inaccurate and the registered had covered it just makes him, makes him yeah. not look real good right now. Oh. Should we, if we do get him on, should that be the first thing we bring oh, of up? Of course. Just start drilling him on that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> but it is odd, though, that he wouldn't have noticed. He so, might have had, maybe they didn't have the same thing in the print. It's and very possible. I, I, you know, that they have on the, uh, you We're, know, the press citizen used to on Wednesdays, and people I know complained about it that didn't subscribe, but they used to give you a paper. And I never understood complaining about something for free. Yeah. But now they don't give you the paper. Well, the, probably the paper got you, expensive. They give you uh, only the ad circulars. I mean, that paper, <laughs> that, that product that that paper, that's not cheap. No, it isn't now. They were basically just throwing money away when they were giving that stuff away for free. And I do remember people, but, uh, it just takes, fills well, up my they tra- call the police. We just, have them on the police Just reports. take it and put it in your recycle thing if you don't want to deal right. with it. Right. I do love the police reports, though, where they say, you know, they call up like at 4.30 in the morning. And there's a van going from house to house. And <laughs> they yes, they're dropping know. off the paper. Yeah. yeah, but they don't. Now, Des Moines Register tweeted. <laughs> Des Moines Register tweeted 52 minutes ago to Jamie a story on cycling softballs available, and they got it. Then underneath, some guy, yeah, only available if you give mo- if you give you money. Well, that's yeah, it, yeah. They're asking. They're like almost every other news outlet that's asking you. Yeah, you're going to pay for our product because that's the only way we can survive. I don't get people. Re- I'm glad that we don't have to use um, subscriptions right now. But I'm not knocking others that do. They got to make money. Sure, these people yeah. can't just work in journalism for free. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. I use the press citizen to line my birdcage. Okay, whatever. <laughs> oh, Captain. It's just being starting to get a little edge with the college, isn't it? Yeah. Is it starting to wear on you? Yeah, it really <laughs> Yes. After 56 years, it's starting to wear on you? <laughs> yeah. But that guy wasn't the guy who called. That was a, no, no, was a no, different guy. No. He was basically saying. No, he, that was his bit. That was what he was going to say. And yeah. he got it done, and he's yeah. moved on. And, yeah. you know, right. and, and I'm not going to rip him. He says he uses the press oh, to line his bird. That was kind of mean. Yeah. That was kind of mean. But to, everybody, that, that's a, that joke is as old as newspapers that's true. <laughs> have, have been around. God, I haven't been at the Press Citizen. It will be, this October will be seven years. Wow. That's incredible. That is. And it's amazing how much it has changed since I've been gone. Not because just me leaving, just the product itself, what they cover, how mm-hmm. they cover. It's just a completely, I, I mean, I picked up the Press Citizen a couple of weeks ago at the store. It was like a piece of typing paper. Yeah. There was just nothing. No, there's nothing to it. And I mean, ah, it's sad. I'm very serious. I'm not, you know, it's sad when a community, a Big Ten university community uh, and, you know, uh, a million people around it and we don't have we don't have a newspaper uh, that's anything but an afterthought of, of Des Moines. And it's the same thing with uh, with public radio. I, exactly. They moved it out of here. Uh, some genius uh, in Des Moines answered uh, uh, with the new, uh, Des Moines the new local. Well, Des Moines isn't the new local. It's two hours from here. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah it's, they don't even have the same weather we do. 
I mean, it's just, you know, you, and speaking of that, you pick up the Press Citizen, and it's got Channel 13's weather. That is weird. You that, know? That's insulting. <laughs> I that's mean, really such that's an insult. insulting. Yeah. That they think that the Iowa City people are, well, they deal with it by just not paying attention to it. Yeah. You know, and like I said, selfishly, it's really helped us launch and sustain and build your prep sports because nobody covers Iowa City high school sports like your prep sports. I mean, the Gazette does some nice work, but it's not close. I mean, we cover it th- more thoroughly than anybody. Mm-hmm. We're at more stuff than anybody. And right now, the reason we're able to give free content is because Iowa City and surrounding area advertisers support it. Yep. They also know that they're getting something out of it because they're getting clicks and page views and whatever, but they also feel in, uh, a need and a desire to support high school sports, and we appreciate that. Well, it's kind of like our advertisers the same way. They're getting something out of it, but they also want to support this community station. Because if you don't, we won't be around. That's right. I mean, it's amazing to me. I'm Reading newspapers used to be a major part of my life. Yeah. And now I can't remember the last time I gave any thought about having a newspaper in my hand. I used to, uh, Sunday mornings were the best, man. I brew up a, a pot of coffee yep. and I'd spread that Sunday paper on the kitchen table and I'd make some breakfast and it was, that was just so relaxing. Those days such, are gone and yeah, never exactly, to return. Absolutely. Those days are Those days are gone forever. I mean, and it's, yeah. it's and it is Over sad. Over a long time ago. It's unfortunate. But I was there when the internet launched and newspapers, we just did not react quickly enough. We just didn't. Well, see, and you know, I'll give credit to a guy that used to work here. Bradman? That owes you $20, yeah. <laughs> God, I was kidding. We're, bringing a, we're talking about Bradman? Oh, God, let's hear it. Well, he got us into the internet. I mean, we were one of the first stations in the country that started, you know, what is now YouTube, which started streaming mm-hmm. uh, on, on the internet. Uh, you know, uh, stations weren't, I think we started in like 2006 or seven. Uh, is that when he worked streaming. here? Yeah. Remember when he did that show down at public yeah, television? It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. <laughs> well, he was pretending to be David Letterman. Yeah. But I mean, he got us on the internet mm-hmm. and then, uh, so you owe all this to Bradman? Well, no. We, <laughs> then why don't you, then we, you should pay me that 20 bucks because of all the money Bradman's I, made you. I, I, we haven't made it sell. Bradman's made you the giant that you are. <laughs> but No, exactly. He owes you 20 bucks. Who in the hell did I have in here? He always reminded me of Louis Anderson. He owes Anderson. me 600 bucks. <laughs> he, um, Bradman kind of reminded me of Louis Anderson a little yeah. bit. There was like a period of time. Where we would have guests in here, like from the library and stuff, mm-hmm. and they'd go, "Hey, by the way, your guy owes us like forty bucks, or your guy <laughs> owes still." Why would he owe guy. somebody from the library forty bucks? I don't bucks? know. I don't know. But there was somebody from the library. That Mine was simple: money. it was me, him, and Feeney out drinking, and he didn't have any money, and I lent him twenty bucks. <laughs> and that, that was a simple explanation for that happened. But what it, was he? Maybe doesn't return his bucks. Maybe this is Longy, and we can start going back to normal. I think I hope so. Hello. Hello. Is this Longy? It is. Well, how you doing? Hey, first of all, congratulations! You got Pat Hardy, Jim Hunter, and. Captain Steve here from KCJJ Radio. And if you remember, we've had you on before. I think we had you on after you won your third title. Now you've done it four times. Yeah. First of all, congratulations. Um, what does it feel like to do something that nobody else in program history has ever done? Um, it's honestly still in shock. Um, 
you you never really kind of get over the the shock of what your body can do, mm-hmm. and so it's it's just amazing to see how how much I can push my body to the limit and and to be able to be a four time Big Ten champ is just completely insane. And you went into this thing knowing that you were the person to beat. You had a target on your back, and does that did you feel extra pressure, or do you block that stuff out? Was it different trying to do this as a senior as opposed to trying to do it for the first time as a freshman or as a sophomore, mentally for you? Um, I will have to say that it is it is a lot more pressure. Um, you know, one thing my coach always tells me, and what stuck with me as a freshman was like, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain because nobody's looking at you. Mm-hmm. So then it's more it's more learning, but it's also fun. So freshman year, sophomore year, and even junior year, it was more of well, you know, you do have another year in the bucket, but it's like you know, you you can be the best that you can be, um, but you can relax. And then coming in this year, it was like, this is it. This is the last year. Are you going to fold or are you going to, you know, come out victorious? And I I definitely feel like that pressure is definitely on you. I guess it just comes down to how you handle it and how you channel it Mm -hmm. so what's this been like i mean it's been a crazy year you had the 2020 outdoor meet canceled you've had you guys have had to deal with covid just talk about the daily challenge of trying to stay i mean available to compete i mean it hasn't been easy joe we had joey on a few minutes ago and he talked about just how much just discipline and sacrifice you guys have had to make just to be able to stay in a position to compete yeah you know um it's very difficult, you know. There's, you know, thankfully the university has us tested every week, um, depending on um, in-season, out-season protocol. But you know, just the discipline to to get up on the days that are supposed to be off days and go and get that testing, or you know, um, even though I'm an outdoor sport, you know, the 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 urge to just have your mask off because mm-hmm. you're outside. You know, you have to have the discipline to be like, no, like this is this is for the betterment of the entire team. Um, regardless of you social distancing distancing outside, you want to make sure that everybody has a chance. Because, you know, if there's a certain number of people who get it, the entire program could be shut down. And it's like that's not what we need when we're trying to chase championship rings. Um, and so it's, it's, it's difficult, but at the same time, I feel like it's such a unique experience to see how well people can come together for the betterment of everybody. And when we had you on before, I remember you talked so fondly about just being a Hawkeye. I mean, you grew up in California. It's a lot different. What is it about this program? I mean, um, the men and women. I mean, both programs are having so much success. Both programs seem really close and tight-knit. What is, I mean, just talk about how important the environment and the atmosphere is just on a daily basis for you. I, honestly, you know, it's, the place becomes home when the people in it um, provide that for you and with the track team you know they they provide that sense of home that sense of family that's a big thing that um our head coach coach woody has always said you know um we're a hawkeye family and and you see that within everything you know so when we when we say fight for Iowa, we truly mean it um i i truly couldn't be without the people that are around me you know some people are developed by a coach um but the thing here at Iowa is, yes, your coach is developing you, but you're also learning from those who are above and under you. Mm-hmm. It is a team effort regardless of it being an individual sport. Um, and I, I couldn't have expected anything less from being a Hawkeye. Um, and this entire experience is just so amazing. So did you know anything about the University of Iowa, the state of Iowa, before track brought you together as a recruit with Iowa? How much did you know before they started recruiting you? 
Um, sadly, <laughs> I didn't know much at all. <laughs> um, me and my mother at the time kept confusing it for Idaho. <laughs> um, and at one point, my mom even said, yeah, I think she's going to go with the Idaho Buckeyes. <laughs> I don't know if that sounds right, but I think, I think that's, that may be it. <laughs> That's hilarious. And now I'm sure, I mean, and now think about everything you know. I mean, Iowa's going to be part of your life for the rest of your life. Oh, definitely. You know, just the, the culture of Iowa. You know, I'll defend Iowa till I die. <laughs> People are like, what's in Iowa? I'm like, I'm like, everything's in Iowa. <laughs> I'm like, don't be scared by the cornfields. I'm like, Iowa's the place to be, you know, being a city girl and coming to, you know, coming to Iowa City is so much smaller. People are just like, why would you leave California? I'm like, why wouldn't you visit Iowa? <laughs> so, Why wouldn't you? So when they ask you about it, how do you describe Iowa City? I mean, because obviously it's way more than cornfields and open space. I mean, when your friends and stuff back home ask you, what do you what? How do you describe it to them? So you know, in, in San Diego, it's such a it's a fast pace of life. Everybody's just trying to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, in Iowa, it's kind of like time slows down. So you know, you get to enjoy things at a at a at a better rate and i tell them that you know you you get to experience life in slow motion and it makes things that much sweeter it makes the memories that much um dear to your heart and that's one thing that i've loved about here you know it's a, it's, a, it's a very small you know city but at the same time there's so much heart here mm-hmm. and you know um you don't get that in a big city you know everybody's moving around we're not moving as a collective spirit and here in iowa city with the hawkeyes you know People are moving in one direction, and it's 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 just a unique experience, and it's something that you know. Every time I'm like, "Hey, come visit me, come visit me out here," I promise you, just come out and like see it for yourself. It's oh, gotta love Iowa. No, it's no, <laughs> that's that's a neat way to describe it. And so, the men and women, the women finished fourth. The men, of course, won it. Do you guys kind of feed off each other's success? Do you guys compete, kind of push each other? How do how do both programs kind of coexist together? So, you know, we we compete for for separate teams, be that women and men. Sure. But at the end of the day, you know, we are Hawkeyes, and um, I'm going to be, you know, at that finish line cheering on the men as I will the women. And um, when I'm in that ring, I can hear men and women, you know, because although we, we're competing for, for separate titles, we practice together. We, we carpool together. We... You know, we go through weightlifting together. Um, we travel together. We stay in the same hotels. It's it's just a special experience. You know, it's like although we we walk separately when it comes to championship season, we hold we hold everything from practice um, to cheering in the regard for each other, and we we feed off of that. You know, if the mm-hmm. men do good, we women want to come up behind them and be like, hey, like we're we're gonna do the same. You know, our, our our men's program is exceptional and our women's program is getting there. But I definitely think that the men pulling us forward with their Big Ten championships is going to be the thing that's going to lead these women, even when I'm gone, to a Big Ten championship. And now you got the Nationals. Just talk about your attitude going in. And, I mean, just obviously you want to win the thing. I mean, what's it going to take? You know, I, I honestly believe um, going into to nationals, it's going to take me having the confidence and the will. You know, it's it, it comes down to a confidence game. You know, there, there are women um, in the country who are exceptional, and they're ready to fight, too. And like, you know, we said before, there is a target on my back. Um, 
But I have to understand that, you know, anybody can have a bad day and anybody can have a good day um, in this this sport. So I have to make sure that I have the confidence to not have a bad day so that I can get into the finals and and contend for that title. Um, And that's the most important uh, thing to think about, just making it to finals. You make it to finals, and then that's when you turn the switch on um, to to really get going. And so, you know, that's my attitude going into this. And um, I'm just, you know, gonna gonna put the work in during the week and make sure that I come out um, strong enough to make that final. And I know you still want to compete for years after you're done um, with college, but what, what once your track and field career is over, what do you have, what do you want to do down the road? I mean, with your with your education, what what are what are your kind of your aspirations beyond track and field? Um, so I want to do something that, um, led me to Iowa and that was my counselor, my high school counselor, um, definitely believed in, in me, not just athletically, but academically to get me, um, to Iowa. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, my, my, um, aspirations are to go back to school, um, after taking a year off to the, um, to the College of Social Work, um, the program, the master's program here at Iowa, and um, potentially going back and, and being a counselor um, within a school or or in some kind of um, system to help children. Wow, that's great. Well, Longy, listen, we appreciate you coming on. I mean, these are exciting times for you and for Iowa men's and women's track. you got a lot of fans pulling for you. Just want to wish you good luck. And like I said, a lot of people are going to be pulling for you. It's just great what you've been able to accomplish. And now I assume your mom knows the difference between Iowa and Idaho now, right? Definitely she does. (laughs) Okay, well, listen, Longy, we appreciate your time and good luck. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, she was so easy to talk to the first time. And oh yeah, she could do radio. She's I got. So. I mean, she no, she does. That's a neat story though. And you do see lots of times there'll be. It's either Idaho or Ohio. Sometimes you'll get Ohio too. But yeah, that, Ohio. But that just shows you. I thought that was what was neat. What she said about here, things just kind of slow down, and you're able to just kind of enjoy what you're doing. That is exactly. Where it right. seems like in California, it's all that matters is getting to the destination. The <laughs> journey doesn't seem to matter. Whereas here, the journey matters. I thought that was neat, and that's somebody that they're going to use to recruit. I mean, she. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Joey said, her success in coming here from California—it's just a really neat story. Yeah, I mean, and and here you're no more than. 20 to 30 minutes away from your destination. Yeah, yeah. Even on for a bad day of traffic. Yeah, unless you're going to Des Moines or something. But right. yeah, I know for the most part, you're right. And it's it's just a really neat story. And it's, I really wanted to ask her, but I didn't want to put jumped her on in. the spot. Um, what's more fun for her, throwing one out there and going, beat that? Or, you know, somebody thinking that they've got a one and then she oh. whips one out there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much, I don't know how much talking goes on at... I mean, at those things they're uh, probably not but i can you know there's got to be some eye contact you know where they look at you know she walks off after you know throwing a a, a season high and just go yeah try to beat that. oh i'm sure there probably is a lot of mind games <laughs> but man it's already at 10 45 i mean that yep. uh, the show went fast but no i appreciate chris brewer for helping to arrange these interviews last night i mean he did this stuff in the morning because like i said these people were still in champagne until yes. but i appreciate chris getting Longy and joey both on and hopefully our i'm sure our listeners enjoyed it because like i said I've been here for a lot of years, and track and field was down for a lot of years. It was. It was. It was down, and baseball was down for a mm-hmm. lot of years. And I know baseball had a rough weekend, but there's a lot of good stuff happening with Hawkeye athletics right now. And I think, and I think fans do appreciate it. There's just a lot of good stuff going on, and this track success is part of it. And and you just got to enjoy it. Yeah. I haven't noticed one tweet from Gary Bardas saying. 
He's not on why Twitter. Didn't, why didn't you guys cover the uh, track? Uh... Oh, and speaking of um, Wednesday at 10, we're going to have Alexa Noel, the tennis player, who's getting ready to compete. Oh, wow. We're going to have her on again. She was a great interview. The first, But she's getting into Uncharted. She's already the greatest women's player in the history of the Iowa tennis with one year. She went 23-0 and during the season. She's just been dominant. So it's going to be interesting to see how she does because, I mean, she could be there till the very end. She's yep. as good She's as the about. first Noel. <laughs> Sing that to her when she's on. Yes, see how long she stays on the line. God. <laughs> but she's going to be on Wednesday. And like I said, I'm still talking to Iowa. I, I still think at some point I'd, I'd like to get Gary on, Gary Barta on. I'm trying. Um, I would like to get him on to talk. I mean, the, the Kirk Ferentz story has kind of gone. I ended up not writing anything. I just decided I'm not knocking anybody who did. I thought, you know, Scott Docterman, he broke it down and talked to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I just decided not to write anything because to me that was the Gazette story. And mm-hmm. she did a good job on it. I think the headline didn't help her. And I know there's some people that are just going to be pissed if you write anything negative about Kirk. And I, 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 like I said, I think you can still respect Kirk Ferentz and still think that that story was okay. At the same time, you can do sure. both. There does, sure. It just doesn't have to be tribal like everything is now. You're either with us or, I mean, that's my problem with everything. I, I thought it was a well-researched, well-written story. But you knew it was the kind of story that was going to piss some people off. That's Hello. the way things are. Yep. Good morning, Captain Steve, <laughs> Pat Hardy, and Tom... And, uh, Tom Hunter. Uh, Tom Hunter. <laughs> Good morning, Captain C, Pat Hardy, and uh, Tom Hunter. Jim Hunter. Jim Hunter. How you doing? Just great. You know what? What? I'm so glad you're finding some good guests on the show. I love tennis. <laughs> I like women that play tennis. They're pretty good player in tennis. <laughs> but we were talking to a track athlete. She doesn't play tennis. She throws the discus. Well, the, tennis is my favorite sport. Oh, tennis is your favorite Especially sport? women play tennis. You like Serena Williams? I like Serena Williams, yeah. She's, she was hot back in her day. <laughs> How about Chris Everett? Yeah. Never heard, never heard of Chris Everett. How about Martina Navratilova? No, I like. I just like women in general that play tennis. <laughs> Way to break it down for us. You uh, broken it down. <laughs> we ready for some I'm menus? I'm saying, Pat Hardy. All right, we ready for. I think we're ready for some menus. Oh, uh, hungry, hungry, I, hungry. Well, well, here you go. Today for the Iowa City Schools chicken breaded on bun with cheddar worst on bun, mm. vegetarian baked beans. Baby carrots and juicy pineapple cup. That was up the Iowa City Schools now for Gina Catholic School Italian chicken sandwich with steamed broccoli and assorted fruit. Burlington Iowa Elementary grilled chicken in bun, green beans, garden salad, and a whole red apple. That was Burlington Elementary now Burlington Iowa Middle Schools. My daughter's having grilled chicken in bun with green beans, garden salad, and a whole red apple. And Burlington High School and Burlington Northern Nike's grilled chicken and bun, green beans, garden salad, and a whole red apple. 
And that's the lunch menus on Hawks Fanatic on the mighty 1630. KCJJ. All right. What a great ending to a great show. Imagine if Lonnie's, what, if, what do you think Lonnie's thinking had she stayed on? I'm going to listen to how these guys close their show out. <laughs> He just likes women in general. Yeah. Was, what, they don't have to be tennis players. Uh, no, or nothing. good looking. No, apparently. <laughs> Are we done? I believe we. So the next time I'm back here on Wednesday, Suter's sitting there. Suter's yeah. sitting here. I think I'm going to bring him in like a big trough of scotch. <laughs> Although scotch ain't cheap, I've, I, I'm, I'm guessing Suter probably drinks really uppity, expensive scotch. You know, he really doesn't. It's uh, Is more, it Johnny Walker Red. Johnny no, Walker. No, it's Black? in the twenty to Glenn thirty Fed, dollar range. Glenn I think. Fed, Doers? I'm not sure exactly what he drinks, but he he did tell me that he recommended one to me that was like twenty eight dollars or something. So does he drink scotch just plain? I think so. Because I've had scotch once or twice, and it may have been the most unpleasant thing I've ever. <laughs> I mean, it is horrible. Yeah, it's sipping, uh, de- definitely sipping whiskey. Okay. We have another call. No. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it ring. What happened? Nothing. Nothing. You didn't hear Don't nothing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuckfanatic.com. We're turning away calls. All right, everybody. Have a good, safe day.